I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, and welcome to my Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James, and I'm just jumping on to have a bit of a chat around investing your savings when it is such a low interest rate environment. Now, you might be saving for a home deposit, you might be saving for a new car, you might be saving for a holiday once COVID's done. Whatever your savings goals are, it is actually a legitimate question, how do I get the most bang for my savings buck. Now, most savings accounts at the moment pay about a 1% interest, but we know a couple of things with savings accounts. The capital is guaranteed. So, if the bank falls over, the Australian government will say, yep, we will uh, we'll give you that money back because we've guaranteed up to $250,000 per person per banking institution. So, we know that there's capital security. We know that if your money is in a savings account, that you can get that money out straight away. You have complete liquidity on that, which is handy, right? And this whole thing speaks to risk and reward. Now, conversely, if you were investing in a, I don't know, a venture capital fund and they're like, we'll give you 12% return in one year. Now, a couple of things with that comparison is that with those high returns, your capital is at risk. So, it's not guaranteed you're going to get the money back. You might have liquidity issues where they say, well, if you do want your money back, you're going to have to wait two or three years. So, you've just got to see the world with this type of spectrum. Uh, So, cash, conservative, low interest rate, ultra liquid for you to get out when you need it. However, the other end of the spectrum, really high risk investing, uh, might have a banging return, might not have anything, you might lose all your money, it's hard to get the money. So, within all that, I don't mind what you do with your savings as long as you've got a plan and a strategy in place. Now, a lot of people ask, well, should I invest my savings in the Vanguard Diversified High Growth Fund? Or should I invest my savings into Spaceship or Raise or Comsec Pocket or Vanguard Personal Investor, whatever that is? Now, you need to step back and say, well, how long do you need your money sitting in savings, quote unquote, before you need to access it? As a rule of thumb, I don't believe you should be investing with your savings if you need that money within five or six years. Because when the time comes to need that money in three years for the house deposit, when it when the time comes for you to need that money in three years when you're going to buy a new car, if the market's crapped itself like it did uh, in 2020 when the pandemic hit, you if you do sell out, you're going to be selling at a loss. So, it's actually cost you money. So, therefore, it's not worth the risk for the high return. I guess what I'm getting at today is if you are saving for a house... I really want you to look at the link in the show notes. If you haven't already, it's a YouTube video. 
that we put together about the first home super saver scheme. Okay, so we take a lot of time, uh, Vince Scully, myself, and we talk about the first home super saver scheme in detail. We've got the iPad, we draw it. Uh, you are saving tax by using that scheme, and also you will get a decent return. Uh, for your funds. However, if the market does crap itself, uh, you can still withdraw the uh, money out to put towards your home deposit. Now, so just all that aside, uh, that's worth looking at. If you have capped out that scheme or you are saving for something that might not be your first home and you're like, well, I, I don't want to dick around with the super thing because it's you know, not for me and or whatever reason, question is, what do we do with our savings? And what I want to kind of talk about in this little express episode, as I look at the clock, okay, we're, we're almost um, getting to the end of the express, but I'll try and keep this under 15 minutes in total. I want to explain a thing uh, called modern portfolio theory and what it means and how it might work in your situation, because I really want you to be encouraged. I really want you to be dialed in with your money. I really want you to be an investor. I want you to be so fired up and so engaged with your money, but we just need to know some basic information before we pull the trigger. Now, modern portfolio theory or MPT, uh, it is a theory that this dude, he was an economist, uh, Harry Markowitz, uh, he introduced it in 1952 in an essay that he did. Uh, He later was awarded a Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences But effectively, when building portfolios, for example, we've all, or a lot of you have heard of the the Vanguard High Growth Diversified Fund. Within that fund, uh, there's about a 90% allocation to growth assets, so shares and assets that are volatile, assets that are hopefully receiving more return than defensive assets. And then 10% uh, is an allocation to income assets, which are not as volatile. Uh, It's a lower return, produces income, stable, defensive, okay? So there's another portfolio, and I'm just using this Vanguard one because everyone talks about Vanguard Diversified High Growth and Vanguard Diversified Growth Fund. That's all good. I actually, just full disclosure, I also invest in the Vanguard Diversified High Growth Fund. But what I want to talk about is maybe how you might be able to use modern portfolio theory in your own life to scratch an investment itch. So let's use the example of the Vanguard Balanced Fund. Now, I'm looking at the fact sheet. I've got my PDF up in front of me. It's the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund, as an example. I mean, I'm just using these brands and companies as practical examples. This is not advice. Don't go and buy everything I mention. But let's have a look here. The Vanguard Balanced Indexed Fund, it's basically balanced, which means 50% of the asset allocation within the fund is allocated towards growth assets. So your international shares, your Australian shares, your emerging market shares, 50% is allocated towards income assets. So it might be fixed interest assets or bonds. So fixed interest, remember. So if you get a mortgage and you've got that from a private investor because you've got a really crap credit rating and no bank will lend to you, but you found this private investor that's given you a mortgage for the home, 
that investor is effectively investing in fixed interest. So, they've agreed for an amount that will get a fixed amount of interest back. So, the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund, 50% growth, 50% income assets or defensive. Now, they usually say with funds that have a high growth allocation, you really would want to invest it in the market for five, six, seven years without pulling out. You've got to let the market do its thing. These funds that are balanced, because half of it isn't invested, they might say, well, you'd really want to hold this for four or five years, okay, because we know not 100% of the money is allocated to growth assets. So, what am I getting at? This modern portfolio theory is based on the premise that we are not siloing um, different asset classes like Australian shares, property, international shares, infrastructure. We're not siloing these assets within our portfolio. What we're doing, we're building a portfolio that each of these assets will act in the way that they act. And then we aggregate all these assets together to build the portfolio return. And the modern portfolio theory says, you know, if we have 70% worth of growth assets and 30% worth of defensive assets, that it will have a smoother return than 100% growth, which might look like a, um, a serrated edged knife. Okay. So, go with me on this. I know it's uh, a little bit wild. So, what if you had the mindset that I want to apply some of this modern portfolio theory to my own life and my own savings? And please, I'm just chatting out some concepts with you. I'm not giving personal financial advice. What if you had $20,000 worth of savings? What if you were like, Yep, I understand that assets move up and down. I totally get that the growth assets I want to have invested for the long term, but I do want to have some skin in the game. So, with your $20,000 savings or $10,000, whatever that is, what if you decided to make your own portfolio and have 50% of your investment allocation in the Vanguard Diversified High Growth Fund and you or equivalent, hypothetically, all that crap, and you kept the remaining 50% in an online cash savings account. So, you've really built your own balanced portfolio. So, that could be a way for you to get invested, get encouraged and really understand that, hey, I know that I can't put 100% of my money in growth assets because I do need that seven years time frame. But if I put half of that money into the market and then the other half out of the market, it provides a bit of a buffer for my total portfolio. So, I want you to look at your total wealth that's allocated to investing as your total portfolio. Some other practicalities might be, all right, I want to save $20,000 for XYZ. I want to buy a crappy old limousine and do it up and start a limo business, whatever that is. And I need 20 grand to do that. And it could take four years. What you might decide to do is for the first two years of savings and investing, I'm going to invest 100% into the market in a fund that's a high growth fund. And then once I get to that target of $10,000, 
I'm then going to save the balance just in cash only. Then what you just need to know is if the market does tank a bit and at the time of withdrawing that money, uh, the market has tanked, you just need to make sure your goal, what you're saving for, can be delayed. It can wait because we don't want to have to sell down those growth assets at a loss because we don't control the market, okay? So I hope that's provided some food for thought. There is no right or wrong way to do anything. And I really want to just encourage you with your investing to make sure you're consumer debt-free first, to make sure you've got your income insurances in place first. And please, if you don't have these basic foundations in place, please reach out to me. Um, Go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. I'll introduce you to somebody to sort out your wills, to sort out your uh, income insurances. You really need to get your base foundations in place before we worry about other goals, before we worry about investing for the future. But if you want to continue this conversation, jump into the Facebook group and maybe put a post up around I heard Glenn talking about this modern portfolio theory. Here's a strategy that I'm thinking about doing just to make my total savings, my own little portfolio and splitting some of it up into investing and some of it uh, to be withheld in cash just to provide that flexibility of my total portfolio. Hey guys, you've been real. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.